Hey everybody, welcome back to Dollar Dollar Bills, a way of life to build personal wealth and financial freedom. I wanted to kind of do a revisit of an episode I did, actually one of my first few episodes in early 2022, I wanted to revamp it for 2023, and I'll tell you a few reasons for that. But basically around this whole idea of you know strategic debt prioritization, and how you can look at your personal debt, your personal spending, kind of where you're at today to, you know, maybe set some goals, some very specific measurable goals per month so that maybe you can reduce your debt this year. Maybe you can at least take a a nice little chunk out of it, put together some actions, some real actionable items that you can put towards your debt to reduce it and really put you in a better position for 2023 and beyond, uh, especially with the environment that we kind of saw in 2022. And that's really why I wanted to kind of revisit this and, and really kind of nail, nail the, the, the hammer on the, the head of, of, you know, the concept here of debt and why it's just generally unhealthy, but how it can add a significant amount of stress to your life when you're looking at either, you know, an, an economic or a market like we did in 2022 and potentially a recession that we keep talking about. But as that comes into play, potentially in 2023 and and maybe beyond, setting yourself up where you're not struggling, you're not concerned about job loss, and you can ride through the, you know, the ups and downs that naturally occur with the market and with the economy as a whole. So Again, why I want to revisit this, especially at this time of year. So we're at about, I don't know, mid to late February of 2023 right now. And I know a lot of your, you know, New Year's resolutions or like New Year goals kind of start to fall off at this point. I mean, we're, we're all human. It's natural. You know, if you're not one of those people who are extremely dedicated, you have a few simple goals, you write them down and you take those into very actionable and manageable steps, you're probably falling short of some of the things that that you're wanting to do. So I wanted to take this time because it's still early in in the year to have you maybe add this as a goal that you can actually hit, that you can actually make some progress on and some momentum with beyond some of these other goals that maybe we are, you know, neglecting or they're falling, falling at the wayside. The other thing is this whole looming topic of student debt repayment and how a lot of you out there haven't had to really make payments for a long time and are you using that to your advantage you know maybe not are you still overspending because now you're not having to put that money or allocate that money to student loan debt what I do want to kind of re-emphasize some things about student loan debt which I'll do here later in the episode but I think this is a good time to do that with some of the uncertainties of the forgiveness but also generally the timing of when repayment is going to start hitting you guys. And you really need to be prepared for that because it has been, I think we're in like year three of not having to pay your student loan debts. So for some of you, that's a significant payment that you may have to start paying this year. The other thing is, you know, we've been seeing really ever since probably mid 2022, the rise of inflation rates to really try and combat the impacts and the rise in inflation. So, you know, things are costing us more these days. Inflation is kind of sort of cooling off a little bit, but it's still really prevalent in our lives. And interest rates are also 
upticking. So, you know, with with the rise in interest rates, you have to really think about the debt you want to take on or you're able to take on not just the debt that you have, but any new debt that you're looking to put yourself, your family, your loved ones in. So you have to be extremely mindful where we're at and where where we're at kind of as, again, as an economy and how that's impacting your personal finances, your month to month, your year to year. The other thing is the stock market. The stock market has not been great. It's not really been our friend lately. Again, I'm not at all concerned about that, but we could see a trend of of the stock market in 2023 still not looking that great, not bouncing back the way we may have hoped or expected. And when we're seeing rising interest rates and and a stock market that really isn't optimal, it leads us to, you know, kind of freak out a little bit, which I encourage you not to, but also it should really force you to start looking at what are my outstanding debts? What am I kind of sitting in that may be getting worse because of these conditions that will change, by the way, they will change, they will get better. They ebb and flow. That's that's really the nature of how the business and market cycle works. But how do we, in the meantime, while we're kind of waiting for that that rebound, waiting for the positive effects that we're all kind of hoping will will come sooner rather than later, what do we do in the meantime? Well, I think this is the perfect time and the perfect opportunity to really focus in and hone in on something we can absolutely control, which is one debt prioritization and strategically paying off our debt. So that we are debt free, hopefully by the end of this year, but if not in the next, you know, 18 to 24 months, that would be my goal for you guys. So that's kind of why I wanted to revisit this topic. I also feel like we should always be thinking about this topic unless you are completely debt free, uh, then fine. But, you know, if even if you are debt free and you're looking to purchase a new house, maybe just purchase an investment in terms of something that you think will be a business asset for you in the future or a new car or, you know, there's so many different large purchases that will end up potentially putting you back in debt. And it could it could not be a concern from a debt perspective, but it's always good for you to understand how much debt you're in, how you're managing that debt, especially, you know, debt versus assets that you have and, and liquid cash and, and so on and so forth. Similarly to how, you look at a balance sheet for a company and you see, you know, what are our, you know, current assets, you know, long-term assets and the same thing for liabilities. So as a as a person, you need to consider yourself in a similar way financially as a business and really look at both and make sure you're not too heavily weighted on the debt side and that you have the assets to cover your own debt and that hopefully you can minimize that debt because it is important to, I think, minimize or completely eliminate that debt because it makes you feel so good. There is a certain level of accomplishment when you're debt-free and stress relief. I mean, the amount of stress that you can just take off your plate and and it's completely in your control is is huge. You know, that's one of the biggest issues when it comes to financial transactions and the financial aspect of a relationship that debt can be so overbearing and can be can weigh so heavy on a relationship and can can ultimately um you know be the downfall of it so i wanted to end this podcast by talking about what i consider debt prioritization in terms of risk so basically what that means is looking at different forms of debt what i feel like you guys should be paying off first second third fourth 
with some caveats, with some explanations in there to, to kind of justify what I'm, what I'm saying. But the first thing I wanted to talk about is credit card debt. And credit card debt, I think, is one of those that a lot of people see as maybe a low-hanging fruit. So, you know, maybe you just have like a couple thousand dollars in credit card debt. And you're like, okay, well, that's easier to pay off. That's, that's more realistic for me to pay off quicker than student loan debt. Or then my, you know, $200,000, $300,000 mortgage or, you know, my $20,000 car payment or car debt. And while that may be the case, I do want you guys to think about, and again, I will come back to the debt prioritization, but think about that in terms of oh, your overall debt risk, right? So the overall debt risk is the most important aspect when you look at how you want to pay off debt first and and how how you should actually be doing it. So in a lot of cases, unless you have an extreme amount of, of credit card debt, my suggestion for you guys is to take a look at your credit cards. Uh, let's say you have five credit cards and you know three of them you you have a balance on at the end of the month. If you have a balance on it, you don't pay off in full, you will be incurring interest unless you have a card that gives you like a 0% promotional for some amount of time. There are cards that do that. But I need you guys to look at every single credit card and this is a good time to do it. So check check your, your last year's statement in full. So check 2022 and see what you paid in fees, include fees and interest. So whatever you paid in fees and interest, if that is not zero, then you are paying interest on that card because you're not paying off in full. So. I also want you to see what your APR is. So basically, what is the interest rate on that card card that you're paying? And and also, the, of, of course, the amounts associated with each card because that will help you strategically determine how we're going to go about moving this money so that we can, what I consider, stop the bleeding on credit card debt. Okay, so if you think about it this way, let's say you guys are paying the minimum, you will complete, you'll always accumulate, obviously you're not actually making a solid dent, so to speak, into your payments ever. So that is just snowballing and snowballing and snowballing. And that high interest rate, which I've seen up to 25% is adding on top of that snowball. And so the snowball, similarly to how I like to see snowballs in terms of investing and where you're, you know, you see that compound interest accumulate very rapidly, you are seeing the opposite effect where your debt's actually accumulating very rapidly. So we need to stop the bleeding. And there's a few cards out there that can do this. There's actually a lot of cards out there that can do this, but there's a few out there that, in my opinion, give you the lowest transfer percentage or, or fee to the amount of money you're transferring onto that card that is going to be that 0% promotional card for X amount of months. So for example, there's a Bank of America card out there that gives you a 3% transfer fee, which 3% is the lowest that I've seen. They can go up to 5%, 6%. But basically what it says is, however much you're moving onto that card, you have to pay, you know, just a flat rate of 3% to make that transfer. And then that's, no, and then basically you will have 0% interest, usually out to like 21 promotional months, sometimes 18. You really have to read the card and understand kind of the fine details to understand what that card is going to give you. But that really just immediately, you know, softens the blow, stops the bleeding in terms of the money that you're giving these credit card companies. Because as I will say here soon, Credit card debt is to me the lowest risk debt. There's so many ways 
you can reduce it, you can decrease it, you can get rid of it without really hurting your credit score. And usually, like I said earlier, it's one of your lower amounts in terms of debt, you know, compared to what you have outstanding on your car versus, you know, your mortgage and especially student loans. Because I've seen a lot of people with, you know, 20, 40, 60,000 in student loan debt. You're, you're usually not going to see that in credit card debt unless you're in big trouble. And then, you know, we'll have to uh, take a different approach. So I want you guys to look into those credit cards and do that immediately. Do that today if you do have credit cards that you're running a, a balance on and you can't pay off that balance in, in full every month. So I think that's absolutely important. The other thing I want to point out after just talking credit card debt strategy is this whole concept of like a 6% rule. So the 6% rule really states that if you look at historically, and this is fairly conservative, but also, you know, a nice number to use. If you look at investments over the last 25, 30 years in the stock market, you'll see that generally speaking, um, a 6% return is is very, is highly likely for you to realize. And that's something that you should base your decisions off of when you're thinking about, should I invest this money or should I pay off this debt with this same money? So again, my strategy is always to kind of do a little bit of both at the same time, especially if it just gives you peace of mind generally to reduce debt. But if you have a situation where you have a specific lump sum of money and it's an either or, you wanna do this or you wanna do that, I would use the 6% rule when you're looking at making that decision. And what that basically means is, is if you're, the interest rate on whatever you're paying down is you know higher than 6%, then it's advantageous for you to use that money towards paying down that debt that's higher than 6% versus investing that money in the stock market, which would give you roughly that 6% return. So, you know, again, if you're looking at paying off, you know, a credit card, something that has like 16% interest rate or 25%, like I mentioned earlier, something to, the, to that effect, you may want to consider throwing some money at that credit card versus investing. However, I would prefer, especially when you talk credit cards, that you go my previous route, which is to transfer that to a 0% card, and then you're not bleeding out on those, in, on those interest rates, and you can still use that money to invest. But what you need to do is make sure that you have enough to pay off that 0% card in time, and then the remainder can go towards investing, and you can make sure that, that you can do both. So that to me is the best of both worlds there. But you know, another example would be your house payment. Like for for example, my house, I think we have a 3.5% interest rate. We refinanced a couple years ago. Unfortunately, it was right before rates just dropped to a historical low, but it's still not a bad rate. But if I'm looking at throwing money into my house versus investing, I would probably want to invest that money because it in theory it would give me a higher return than putting that money into my house. There's caveats all over this, all over the place. Honestly, I, I think that that's a good rule to follow, but I think the other thing to consider is what also makes you feel better. And I, when I say that, I mean more secure. So for me, over the past couple of years, I've done both. Like I put money in the stock market, but I've also paid down my house significantly because having a mortgage that's like under 200K right now makes me feel really good. It makes me feel like, if something were to happen, if a recession were to occur, 
The mortgage is number two on my debt prioritization list, and I will get to that in a minute. But if something were to happen and, and that is your shelter, that's your roof over your head, although you can always come up with other options, you can sell your house, you can find a cheaper place to buy or rent, so on and so forth, you can move back in with your parents, there's more than likely going to be an alternative route you can take there. But for me personally, it makes me feel really good, really secure, I can sleep at night and I have less stress. If I'm, if I'm funneling money towards my principal, I'm paying less in interest overall and over time towards my house, and then I just feel better overall. Okay, so last but not least, my debt prioritization ranking in terms of risk. So I really just lumped these types of debt into four, uh, and I'll go through them in terms of what I consider the most risky and what you guys should, in my opinion, pay down first. So the first one there is student loan debt. The reason it's so risky is because it's the only debt that is not dischargeable in bankruptcy. So basically you have no money, you had a, you know some really bad money decisions, you had to file bankruptcy, well that's too bad. Like you still have that debt and that debt doesn't just go away with bankruptcy. There are, I think some exceptions there, but I wouldn't rely on that when you consider your unique scenario. And like I mentioned earlier, not that we're looking at apples to apples in terms of the amount of a mortgage, but student loan debt is significant. I mean, like I said, I'm seeing a lot of people with 20, 40, 60, $80,000 in that debt. So, you know, really the quicker you can pay that down, the better, because that liability, that really, really risky liability on your books, on your plate, attached to your name is extremely, is extremely high risk. And so, Paying that down first and foremost is absolutely most important. The second to me is your mortgage. And again, there are options if something were to happen, but you really wanna make sure you can pay your mortgage. I mean, as mentioned before, if you can't pay your mortgage, it's probably unlikely that you can pay rent somewhere unless you're just living way beyond your means. So generally speaking, when it comes to shelter, you know, and all the things that come with that for your your livelihood, for your quality of life, it's absolutely critical that you can pay your mortgage monthly and that you don't have an issue there. So making sure you're aligned with, you know, first of all, before you even buy a house, can I afford it? You know, is it is it X percentage of my total take home, which I would love it to be around 10 to 15%. I know most people say 25%. That's for another podcast. But can I afford it and can I always afford it? And do I have the emergency fund? Do I have, you know, excess liquid funds? Do I have, you know, not that I want you guys to do it, but Roth IRAs if I have to tap into it? Do I have other, you know, other things that I can that I can take from if, if needed? But also, am I living within my means within my mortgage? So that's extremely important. And of course, you know, my rule of thumb is you guys pay that damn thing off before you retire, preferably before. Just imagine the amount of security and safety you'll feel if you don't have a house payment and it's, it's paid off, it's yours, you own it outright. The third one is car payments. So most likely we all have car payments. Um, I actually don't right now and I haven't for... I think four years now. So, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I love not paying for my car. I love I love not making a monthly car payment. I'm gonna run that thing into the ground. But it's one of those that again, it's to me it's a lesser risk 
than your mortgage and it's certainly a lesser risk than your student loan debt but it's still a risk in terms of it is your transportation it's your way to get around it's a reliable resource maybe to your job maybe to pick your kids up from school from daycare to see your family and friends which obviously is less of a priority but some of those things that that require certain obligations from you you need your car as a mode of transportation to get there Obviously, there are other ways of transportation, but in some parts of the U.S. and some parts of the world, it's just it's just not feasible to not have a car. So, and again, although you can reassess, like maybe you bought too much car or maybe something happened, you could afford it and then you lost your job. You could always sell your car, buy something used, maybe less expensive, but it's one of those you want to make sure you can pay off and you want to make sure you can pay off as efficiently and effectively as possible. I think I've talked about this already on past podcasts about how you can refinance through like credit unions to get a really, really, really low interest rate. Caveat is we're in 2023, so I don't know how low it can actually go right now, but there are ways that you can really more efficiently and effectively reduce your overall interest payment and exposure on that car. But that's the third one. Last but not least, what we've already been talking about is credit cards. And again, I have it as fourth because there are so many options out there. And honestly, in some cases, you can go to your credit card company or have a third party company go to them and say, hey, listen, I've racked up this debt. I can't pay it back. Can we work something out? You know, there's there's so many ways that you can, in my opinion, get out of paying in full if you've made mistakes in the past on your credit cards and you're not able to, you know, get caught up with them. You're in so much debt that you you don't have any other options. There's there's a lot of options out there actually to get out of, of credit card debt. I feel like the exception is people with, you know, six figures worth of credit card debt. I really hope that's the case. So I'm also assuming here that your credit card isn't as much as your mortgage, you know, in terms of a, you know, a debt lump sum category. So I'm also assuming that your credit card isn't outrageous. If it's outrageous, again, bankruptcy may be the only option for you at that point. And and usually if you have a, an amount that's more than you make in a year, I would consider that. But there, but again, there are so many ways that we can we can minimize, reduce action today on those credit card payments that you know it, it's really the lowest risk and and so in theory it should be the last thing that we start paying off as we're looking at debt and what debt is you know healthy debt what debt we should pay off what debt is is the riskiest debt so i want you guys to consider that and i i also just want to kind of beat in your heads that i want you to consider moving it to a zero interest rate credit card doing that 3%, you know, transfer fee, and then, you know, setting and forgetting automatic payments on that card so you don't get yourself in trouble. You pay out that debt and you're not even having to think about it or monitor it. Think of how easy of a New Year's resolution or a 2023 goal that would be for you guys to to reduce that. So, and then again, you can do that while also either paying down some of these other debts or investing or putting more towards your retirement. So you have other options there to kind of play around with. Okay, guys, that's all I had for today. I hope you enjoyed it. We will talk soon, but always remember, respect yourself by respecting your money. Thanks, guys.